0: Welcome to Voices of Success, the podcast from Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Sales Convention, powered by Boomtown. I'm your host, Ray Gooch. Today we have with us Berkshire Hathaway Home Services New York Properties, Dominic Longcroft. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. couple of questions. First of all, is this your first Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Convention? Uh, no, this is my second one. How far did you wind up traveling for Innovation 18 here? Uh, well,
1: I um, I flew from uh, JFK in uh, New York to Austin, and then
0: I drove. All right. Yeah. Well, some questions. Why do you do what you do? And why are you a Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Network agent? Well, um, I do what I do, and specifically in Manhattan,
1: because I love to understand buildings. I love to understand the history of buildings. Manhattan uh, Island is a very uh, unique uh, place to sell and to understand property. There's a lot of history there. Um, So I moved to uh, New York five years ago. So um, being an Englishman, I had to, uh, and not a native New Yorker, I had to educate myself tremendously on, the, um, on all the facets of, of Manhattan and also in Brooklyn to understand what I was selling. So um, that for me was a great education experience. And now um, I've you know, been selling real estate now in, in Manhattan, as I said, for five years um, and, um, and I really enjoy doing it at Berkshire Hathaway Home Service and New York Properties, um, which I moved uh, uh, just over a year because of the, um, the, 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 the... It's like being... To best describe it, it's like being in a startup, but you've got a very big donor signing the checks. Having Wall Street round the corner is something that people really understand and aspire to and want to be part of the Berkshire Hathaway family, if you like. Mm-hmm. So that um, is one of the reasons I moved, and also because of the team behind us. We have an amazing uh, esteemed leader, Ellie Johnson, um, and, and also Catherine Riggle, um, who heads up our marketing department. I knew them from my, from my, my, my previous company and, uh, and wanted to, uh, to join them in, in the new venture, which has been very exciting.
0: What are two common questions sellers frequently ask, and what advice do you normally give them? So the first one um, I would answer
1: is: um, I, I normally get asked if I'm selling a property for a client. I'm normally get the first question I get asked is how much is my property. Um, I never, as a rule, give that answer in my listing presentation. I always take the time to um, to understand the property. For my hour that I spend with the sellers um, and then go back and relook at my comparables having understood the property and then I would give them the answer they were looking for. And usually it's a, it's a guideline price. Um, the second thing is um, they're going to ask me is usually is it a good time to sell? So um, I generally come armed with the information um, so that I'm able to speak to them about the market when I'm there. Um, certainly, in my market, it's very—you um, y- can't really say, you know—is the market—is the mar- is the market up or is it down? Because we have so many different areas in Manhattan, which um, kind of are very different at different times. So
0: um, those would be the two questions that I get asked. Well, and then a follow-up to that: What are the two common questions that sellers always forget to ask? Um so the the two questions that they usually forget to ask
1: me which I encourage them if they haven't asked me I then sort of remind them of those is um what is my exit strategy? So when I'm buying a property um I always believe that there is 50% emotion and 50% financial. And very often they forget about the fact of when they're going to move or um you know their life may change. So they I always encourage them to think maybe five years in advance to where they think they might be, which will help them in their decision making to to purchasing that particular property. Um, the the other thing which um, um, which I also discuss with them is to say to them what the quality of the buyer do they want. So I think it's very important in Manhattan we do you know have very high listing rates. I've sold properties which have been in the 20 millions and you need to make sure that the people who are going to come to view that property um, you know, are qualified and they are, can afford it, um, they, are the, they are a buyer which um, are suited to that. Um, not all buyers are suited to each type of property in Manhattan so it's important that I sort of um, in- encourage them to, to look at those two questions.
0: Sort of a pre-qualification to avoid tourism. That's right, and toward, to avoid disappointment.
1: We do have you know, some big scammers that come into the market, in our market. Um, being in Manhattan, it's a popular place to invest into property. So you just need to be careful when you're showing the property and to, the, to, to, to people who are qualified to buy it.
0: Excellent. Well, what is your all-time favorite client story where you felt like you really changed someone's life?
1: Well, that's interesting because um, I did a sale the year before last, which was a very difficult sale. Um, It was a property which was um, priced originally around uh, the million mark. Um, And the couple that lived in there uh, were quite elderly. um, And very sadly, the lady um, had dementia. Um, And it took me about a year to sell that property. Uh, One of the reasons was she couldn't leave the apartment so I had to do all my showings with her in the apartment, and um, her daughter was very, very keen to move her into assisted living as quickly as possible. So it was heart-wrenching because we couldn't get traction on the apartment because the apartment was in such a bad state, and we couldn't move them out. We couldn't stage the apartment, and we, you know, we would have potential buyers going around the apartment when she was. In different rooms, and, um, and 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 it was a it was it was a difficult experience. But it was very rewarding when we did manage to capture someone who wanted to buy the apartment. We had to um, really, you know, um, it was a, it was a difficult um, process for the for the buying process. But when we got there in the end, we were able to um, help that family to move that lady into assisted living, and she eventually, um, you know. Unfortunately, passed away, but she had um, a good eighteen months of the rest of her life, which was there and in a very comfortable environment. Um, because during that process, unfortunately, her husband got sick as well, and he had to leave, and so she was on her own. It was a it was a it was a heart wrenching experience,
0: but it was good to
1: finally, in the end, help that family out.
0: That's wonderful, and it it shows that the power of perseverance here. And the ability to adapt to these situations is part of what makes us a wonderful industry to be in. That's right. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else you'd like to tell us today? Um, I think, you know, I've got
1: one, one, one thing I thought that I might, you know, discuss here is that, um, you know, I've been often uh, you know, asked the question of what um, home means to me. And I think I always, you know, ask that question to all my clients as well. And the resounding answer is, it's where my family is. And I think that's uh, that's uh,
0: that's a nice note to end on. Thank you very much for joining us in the podcast. Thank you very much.